Well, I know what you're thinking. Have they made 28 podcasts or only 27? Well, in all this excitement, I kind of forgot myself. Hey. I got to know. Hello there and welcome to More Movies Weekly. It is number 28, of course. My name's Greg Fisher. I'm joined by the legend that is David Roberts. How are you doing, Dave? I'm very well, sir. I'm very well. How are you? I'm very well also. If you wonder why we're speaking in these stupid voices, it's because this week we're talking about the new Clint Eastwood film, Cry Macho. This was a film that was voted for by our kind donors on Patreon. Uh, so we have watched it. We're going to be talking about the film. If you haven't seen it, we should let you know there may be spoilers ahead. So you may want to go away, watch it and then come back and join us for our thoughts on the movie. If you have seen it, then here we go. Without further ado, this is number 28 coming at you. So Cry Macho 2021, this is Clint Eastwood starring, directing and producing as he usually does. It's a Malpaso production, uh, 91 years old now. Whew. That is that is some age to be doing all of those jobs, never mind just doing one of them. It is, it is. He's, he's knocking on out now, isn't he, Clint? Uh, he is, still he's going knocking strong. on and he's still knocking them out the park. Uh this is classic Clint Eastwood uh, fare, if you ask me, just to give you a brief overview of the story. Clint plays an ex-rodeo star called Mike Milo, who broke his back at some point doing a rodeo and then had to spend like the prime of his career in a dilapidated state and just ended up uh, mucking out the horses, basically, and looking after animals because, obviously, with the broken back, he couldn't um, couldn't ride the rodeo anymore. Uh, he gets to a ripe old age and his ex-boss, a guy he doesn't have the best relationship with, who's played by Dwight Yoakam, asks him to go down to old Mexico and pick up uh, his son and bring him back over the border. And basically, that is the setup for the film. So it's based on a book. Do we know much about the book at all? Um, I've, well, I've never read the book. Um, Me <laughs> either. Like that. But, I haven't um, read it. I know it's written by a fella called Richard Nash, I believe. This has been around Hollywood, reading up on it, for quite some time. All right. They tried reaching back to the 70s. Kind of the first real attempt at the film was in 1988 with Clint Eastwood. Okay. They wanted to make the film, but he opted out of it. They tried again... After this, they actually began filming a version of this film in 1991 with Roy Scheider, um, but it never they never finished filming on that. They then again tried with Burt Lancaster and Pierce Brosnan. Pierce um, Brosnan, I know. And then in 2003, they tried with Arnold Schwarzenegger, which is probably the biggest name attached to it. The biggest name, as in 17 letters in length, yes. Oh my and, god! Imagine uh, that Arnold Schwarzenegger in this film. I just can't can't imagine it. No, it, it just wouldn't work. Him, you know. I am an audio star. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to eat your chicken. I'll be back to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Love it. This has been around the blocks of Hollywood for quite some, uh, quite a long time, really. Yes, has, hasn't um, it? By the sounds of it. Finally, they've, they've got it to the screen somehow. Well, finally is the key word because it feels very much like it might be 
Clint Eastwood's final film. It's a little bit of a swan song. It does feel like the blueprint of kind of the buddy movies that Clint Eastwood's done in the past. Exactly. You know? I'm thinking yeah. of things like Thunderbolt and Lightfoot, and even more recently, something like um, Gran Torino, where he befriends yeah. the, the youngsters next door and he teaches the lad how to fix the car, etc. It's a kind of similar thing going on with this. Exactly, and kind of the uh, mentor um, attitudes of something like Million Dollar Baby and stuff like that. You know, it's yeah. uh, the the old and the young. He, he likes to play with that um, formula quite a lot, certainly in his later career. Clint is traditionally known as a kind of action uh, kind of guy. He's, you know, obviously uh, famous playing a cowboy in scores of films over the years. Uh, cops, Dirty Harry, you know, stuff like that. He's usually got a gun in his hand. This one wasn't a violent film, really. No. In fact, if anything, I'd say this is a very, very sentimental film. It, yes, it's very sentimental. Um, it, it straddles a really fine line between vomit-inducing sentimentality at times. <laughs> um, but it just about stays on the right side of it. Um, yeah, just about, just about. It's a strange movie because it's not a great movie. No. It, it's a fine movie. It is. Um, um, there's all kinds of problems with it. But on on the other hand, it's enjoyable. It's nice to spend the time you do with the characters. You mm. do kind of f- feel a bit into it. And almost I kind of thought, I wish I was like staying out on a ranch like in Mexico with just the animals to trodden around it's it seemed quite tranquil you know idyllic is what it was yeah exactly well yeah the film starts out obviously he's sent on this mission he goes he's, he knows he owes his friend um so he gets in his ford bronco or whatever it is and he travels on down to old mexico and then once he gets into mexico uh the child's mother well we're calling him a child he's like a, a teenager isn't he this lad But the child's mother is like this quite venomous, nasty, sort of, you know, um, controlling, psychopathic type woman. She's sort of making eyes at Clint Eastwood. And she must be what, like in her late 40s, something like that, maybe early 50s. And there's a scene where she actually entices Clint Eastwood to jump into bed with her. And you're thinking, what? The guy is like, you know... Once he lies down on that bed, he ain't never getting up again. You know, he needs to stay horizontal just to stay alive. So there's a what I'm saying is a little bit of Clint's ego coming into the film where it's like I'm still desirable to the ladies, don't you know? Uh, he meets another lady further down the line. This is what we're talking about: the idyllic uh, ranch situation where they're almost in heaven on this uh, old Mexican ranch somewhere. He meets Marta. She that actress is 52 years old, I think. I find, I might yeah. find out. He's 91. She is, you know, attractive for 52 years old. She hasn't got a gray hair on her head. Um, she's not got many wrinkles. She still looks like she could do some dancing. And she is also giving Clint Eastwood the eye as if to say, you know, oh, he's a dish, he's a catch, he's a source, this old cowboy. And this is what we got me thinking that if he'd have played this role back in 1988 when he was whatever then, you know, late 60s, 70s, he would have totally got away with that. When you're looking at him in this, there's just no believability in that because he, he looks like he, he needs taken care of. No, and it's disturbing in, in some senses. It's like uh, you need to change his nappy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, 
the woman hasn't got just daddy issues. She's got granddaddy issues. It's it's really <laughs> weird, you know. I think, yeah, again, totally it's down to Clint's ego, you know, uh, portraying yeah. himself as, I might be 91. I'm but, a ladies' man. But yeah. I, I, I can still get it up. <laughs> He'd be lucky if he can get himself up in the mornings in that state. I mean, it would be in a little bit cruel. I don't mean to be ageist. It's just that it's such a jarring gap. It's very jarring. Because the biggest the, thing... It was hard to believe, even though I think it was quite sweet, how it develops. It was, it is quite, it was like sweet, I say, yeah. sentimental and quite sweet, and that kind of caught me out a little bit. Yeah, there's, there's some really nice and touching moments, the way he develops the relationship with with the lad, her young children uh, who are deaf and he's sign language into them and stuff. And it's, it's, it is quite lovely and touching and stuff. But, you know, the thing, the thing, the age is the massive issue because it's almost, it's almost hard to watch at times. Clint Eastwood doddering around the screen. It's really painful him like just shuffling along and, yeah. and all that. And so you just there going, you know, I 10 think the years first ago, time you really fine. notice it at the start is is when he's behind the wheel and like the 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 car wheels up here and he's like tiny behind it yeah. and it's like the first time you think oh gosh he put himself in there like we said this might be his last film certainly as uh, an actor he might direct one or two more maybe but I can't imagine too many more as an actor. No, and if um, it kind of um, felt like a swan song at the end, didn't it? It did feel oh, like the oh, ending very much of so. A career, the ending of the cowboy, the whole references is really him, and it's like this is what I is got this from it? it that in these movies with cowboys, at the end of the adventure when the cowboys save the day and he saved the town or whatever, there's always a, a, a romantic interest for him that he has to leave behind, and he rides off into the sunset. Whereas what, so what he did with this film because he is the uh, archetypal American cowboy, he brought himself back. The very last shot we get of them is them dancing together in the in the cafe. But it's almost like he said, "That's it for the man with no name." I mean, the film's called Cry Macho, and um, it's actually the name of the rooster. And there's this whole thing about him being a young lad, being like, "I'm going to be macho. I'm going to be strong." A bit like the young guy in Unforgiven. Remember, he's always trying to prove himself, and he's got yeah. the gun and stuff like that, and he's full of bravado and machismo and stuff and it's the similar situation but clint's character's kind of saying to him you know basically it's a waste of time trying to be macho all your life you don't want to be these things you actually want to be you know involved in something you care about what he's done to sum up the film is to say being the old cowboy on your own just sat lay there on the lounger having a whiskey at the end of the day watching the sunset is not what it's all about. What it's all about is being in the arms and the company of your loved ones. I mean, it's a, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful looking film. I think he knows where to put the camera. He knows how to light stuff. He's a great director in that. Um, yeah. Since he, you know, so it looks good. I think the music was, yeah. was good and appropriate. It was very uh, country and Western sort of soundtrack, really. As soon as we come yeah. in, they've got a country and Western song. It is that whole high and lonesome sound. But the the, the weak part of the, the entire film, really, what really lets it down uh, is in the script, and particularly some of the dialogue is just atrocious. It really is really <laughs> bad. And, and Yeah, so, I mean, the, the, some of the dialogue atrocious and... Um, Really, the pacing's a bit off. It's a, it it gets quite slow in the in the middle where you're just like, 
are you ever going to leave? Uh, you know, are you going to get gonna leave it? old Mexico? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They almost. I, I thought that, and then he has a telephone conversation with Dwight Yoakam, and he's like, where the hell you guys been? It was supposed to take a couple of days. You've been a couple of weeks, and it did make me yeah. think, well, yeah, it has been. It, it was nice spending the, spend the time with them. The ending was kind of like, uh, you know, the whole, when they finally leave, it's just kind of like, meh, it wasn't that great. But a bit very anti, kind of anticlimactic, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Uh, the very final shot was kind of like, oh, he's gone back. It's that sweet and different for Clinton. It was a nice the, ending, wasn't it? It was a happy yeah. ending, which is different for Clint Eastwood. Usually but, ends up with him on his own, you know. Uh, yeah, but there's like anybody. no excitement in that final third, really. It's kind of like, as exciting as it gets, there's some Mexican police knifing up the upholstery of the car, you know, and it's like... Looking for it? drugs that they don't have. <laughs> Yeah, it's mm. just a bit, um, and it's kind of like, yeah, it's, it's very, it falls off a yeah. lot near the end, I think, and just. I think it does, but I was is. satisfied with the ending in the sense that he gives us a happy ending. And as I say, for him as a actor and a filmmaker and as a character, like I say, as America's most um, archetypal cowboy, he he brought that character home. Yeah, if if it is his last film. Um, then it kind of symbolically is perfect mm-hmm. in 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 that in some way it's like a mm. fulfilling end to a, an acting career. You know? Sure, uh, you know, for all its problems, that works sim- symbolically in a meta way for us. Sure, yeah, know, as a, as an audience. But in terms of just taking the film as it is, yeah, it, it's missable, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. What did you think of Cry Macho? Have you seen it? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below. It'd be great to hear from you. Was it a uh, surefire hit in in your book, if you're a Clint Eastwood fan, or was it uh, a piece of, oh, shit? I don't know uh, how to cure old. So, Dave, do you think there'll be a sequel for this one? Yeah, I'm I'm waiting for the sequel with uh, Jack Black, Cry Macho. I thought they might do a a sequel, um, Fry Macho. Okay, sticking with Clint Eastwood, um, I thought we'd do our top five Clint Eastwood. But before we do that, let's take a look at those stats. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Thanks for joining us here at More Movies Cinerama Drone, where we're about to look at the track record of an all-time legend. I'm joined by my colleague Dave the Alligator Roberts. Dave, I have two words for you, Clint Eastwood. That's two words too many for a man with no name, Greg. Absolutely right, my friend. He's played cowboys, he's played cops, he's played soldiers, he's played spies. He's an all-American heavyweight champion of the long haul. Let's take a look at those Eastwood stats. Well, with 91 years' experience on planet Earth, this guy has learned a thing or two about making movies, Greg. That's right, Dave. He's so old that when he watched Jurassic Park, it brought back memories. He's currently clocking in at six foot two. That's right, although he used to be six foot four, but years of jogging has reduced his height by a good two inches. I don't know any man who hasn't added on a couple of extra inches when asked about his size, Dave. He has a huge track record with a colossal 79 films under his belt. And that's not including some films he will have worked on solely as a producer. I don't think he's ever had a day off, Greg. A consummate workaholic, Dave. The man doesn't even know how to relax. That's right, Greg. Zero chill. He starred in 72 movies as an actor 
and he's directed 45. Sure has, Greg. His acting career dates back to television performances in the 1950s. After playing cowboy Rowdy Yates on the hit show Rawhide, his career began to blossom. Absolutely, Dave. And blossom it did. Eastwood went on to star in Sergio Leone's Spaghetti Westerns in the 1960s, after which he formed his own production company, Malpaso, and began to develop as a well-rounded, fully-fledged filmmaker that we've come to know and love today. Absolutely. Throughout the 70s, he starred in a string of big hits. He gave his wife, Sandra Locke, a few jobs, after she gave him a few jobs, and continued to maintain box office supremacy well into the 1980s, thanks to his trusty ginger colleague, Clyde the Harangatang. He sure did, Dave. He even managed to remain relevant in the 1990s, starring in such films as The Rookie and In the Line of Fire, and has maintained a decent track record into the 21st century as one of the most popular and respected filmmakers around. All true enough, Greg. I think we're looking into the cold grey eyes of a time-served legend here. You said it, Dave. This is one cowboy that's managed to stay in the saddle much longer than any of his contemporaries. So this is something we do from time to time. We like to list off our top five films of any genre or particular star or film director. This time it's Clint Eastwood. So let's start at the top at number five. Let's take the screens away and see what we had. So I have gone for the 1988 movie Bird, which stars Forrest Whitaker as jazz legend Charlie Parker, the saxophonist. It's a little-known Clint Eastwood film. He doesn't star in it. He just directed it. But he is a massive jazz fan. And Charlie Parker is one of the biggest names in modern jazz. Uh, kind of a tragic character, uh, as a lot of people uh, were in that world at that time. They were kind of like, you know, drug addicts. And, you know, there's that sort of line between genius and degenerate that um, is portrayed in the film. Obviously, Clint Eastwood's love of the music comes across in the film. It is a magnificent biopic. Forrest Whitaker is fantastic in it. The music is great. And it's one of my favorites. You ever seen this one? I haven't. This is one I haven't seen, actually. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd, I'd wager most people haven't seen um, this one. Obviously, people really into film or really into jazz have seen it. But um, it's not one that, you know, gets bandied around as a, a famous Clint Eastwood. There's no cowboys in it. <laughs> That's it. No cowboys. I've, uh, of course, here gone for Escape from Alcatraz, the 70s classic, um, the story of Frank Morris and his escape from <laughs> the prisoner's island Did of they, Alcatraz. It's always the question. Um, of course, the great Patrick McGowan as the warden in it is uh, oh, really fantastic. Yeah, um, bastard. It's just a really great fun film. Um, classic kind of prison caper, um, really accurate to... Uh, real life as well and um, just great fun uh, and for anyone who's fascinated by Alcatraz like I am yeah. um, any kind of movies about it like The Rock um, are great films and so yeah I love Escape from Alcatraz yeah it's a great film classic. really really cool one of Eastwood's classic 70s fair loved it okay let's go down to number four and take away the screens and see what we had there so I had the classic western The Outlaw Josie Wales which was from 1976. Clint Eastwood plays a former uh, Civil War soldier whose family get murdered by a bunch of bastards. And he basically uh, goes back after them for the rest of the movie and exacts revenge. It's kind of a, you know, typical Clint Eastwood um, formula. 
in that uh, I think you know, like we were mentioning earlier with uh, Unforgiven, he has that younger kid that follows him around and stuff. Well, th- that was reminiscent of what happens with the kid in this one because he's got the kid yes. with him for a lot of this until he gets shot. You know, the kid that keeps saying to him, "What them again, Josie?" <laughs> Absolutely love it. It is a classic. I mean, I grew up with Clint Eastwood films on telly all the time. I probably watched most of his films from being put on telly at that time, of which most of them are westerns, of which I'd say Outlaw Josie Wales is one of the best ones. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good one. And it's one that evolved a little bit um, for him in, in, in the 70s, wasn't it? And yeah. Took it a bit forward a bit more. Um, I've here gone for Million Dollar Baby. Um from 2004 um really heartbreaking film um really um obviously lots of nominations and awards uh for this film is very well received at the time i just think it's it's an amazing performance from him this is where we're starting to get the kind of emotional older wiser clint eastwood um Obviously, great performances from uh, Morgan Freeman and uh, Hilary Swank, of course. Of course. Uh, as Maggie. Um, I think she won the Best Actress for that. Yeah. At the Academy um, Awards. Right, just, rightly it's, so. It's a brilliant rightly film. Rightly so. Like you said, it's, 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 it's a goddamn tearjerker. It, it is really a tearjerker. It does bring a tear to the eye, and it's a, it's a wonderful character piece, isn't it, more than anything else? Fantastic yeah. choice, my friend. I absolutely love that movie too. But let's not hang around. Let's crack straight on with it at number three. Take away those screens. This is one of my favorite films of all time. This is Where Eagles Dare, which stars Clint Eastwood and, of course, Richard Burton, the great <laughs> Welshman himself. It's fantastic World War II fair about um, some sort of like secret agents that infiltrate a Nazi castle. Fantastic uh, World War II action movie. One of my favorites. Um, I, of course, here have gone for In the Line of Fire. Brilliant tight thriller between Clint Eastwood and John Malkovich, essentially. That's right. Um, right. Basically, the disillusioned and uh, former CIA agent um, who is attempting to assassinate the president and follows the Secret Service agent, uh, Clint, who is on the track to try and hunt him down. A perfectly paced thriller. Midnight is perfection. For me totally agree fantastic film wonderful choice let's move on to our number two choices take away those screens okay so my number two choice was thunderbolt and lightfoot from 1974 directed by michael cimino it stars clint and jeff bridges we talked about this extensively on more movies weekly number 17 so if you're a big fan of this movie go back in the playlist to select number 17 and you can hear us talk about this film what did you have at number two my friend Dirty Harry is there. Um, it's the one, really, isn't it? Apart from the cowboy films that everyone knows Clint Eastwood for, the, the next thing people know him for is playing Dirty Harry. Who is a kind of a cowboy himself, in a way. He's just he a, kind he's of an is. urban cowboy, you know? The urban cowboy, that's it. Um, you know, he plays it perfectly. He's the cool, unethical cop yeah. going around... Taking names. It is a classic. Um, I can see why it's on your list. Uh, you know, to mention Clint Eastwood and not say the words Dirty Harry would be a little bit of an oversight. So there we go. Without further ado, let's have a look at we, what we had in the number one slot. So I went for the classic Western, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, 1966, Sergio Leone. 
not only one of the greatest westerns ever made, I think one of the greatest films ever made. Uh, it's the third in the Dollars trilogy, um, where Clint plays the man with no name. In this one, he's kind of referred to as Blondie by uh, Eli Wallach's character. Um, I could never get tired of this film. It's got so much going for it. It's so good. And for me, it is the you know high point of Clint Eastwood's career as a cowboy. It's yeah, it's I mean it's a very, very, very good film and I, I as well adore the good about the ugly. I think the uh cowboy character for Clint Eastwood got better later on as they revised it, you know. Uh which brings me to my number one, which is Unforgiven. Um What a film. This is him returning to the cowboy role after twenty years of not doing it, um kind of. Um and deciding to reinterpret it, um and revise the kind of elements uh, and create a much darker a much um much grittier much more uh down to earth uh, cowboy movie um much bigger production um values and of course what Clint Eastwood Gene Hatman Morgan Freeman and Richard Harris uh just blowing away the screen um you know it's William Money he, he plays Agent Outlaw taking on one more job, um, you know, after being out in the cold. But all in all, there's 10 great films there uh, between them. I'd say so as well, out of 70-odd films the guy's done, you know, there's 10 solid films there. There's not many there we've chosen that he doesn't star in. I think Bird is the only one he doesn't actually star in. He only directed, but, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's a Clint Eastwood film. But yeah, what are your top five Clint Eastwood films? Let us know in the comments below. It'd be great to hear from you. Okay, that just gives us a little bit of time left for any uh, movie news. Anything you want to bring up this week, Dave? Well, the only big news I've been floating around this week is, of course, about our friend Timothy Chalamet. Oh, Uh, yeah. They finally, uh, there's been some pictures come out of him on set as Wonka. As 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 Billy Wonka. (laughs) <laughs> <Billy Wanker. laughs> uh, this was of course mentioned the other week in our show that this w- would be happening and um, the fact started filming and some photos from the set have come out he himself put one up on Twitter so you know we're, we're showing him on screen now yeah. um, you know we've had a good laugh about this one really because um, you know some people like for example this tweet which says uh, Willy Wonka and the Multiverse of Madness <laughs> uh, which is likening him to characters as disparate as Bill the Butcher from Gangs of New York, as portrayed by Daniel Day-Lewis, or even Gonzo from The Muppets Christmas Carol. I was definitely getting those sort of Scrooge vibes from that picture that he put up. I think partly as well, because there's there seems to be a little bit of like snow in there. So it, it's yeah. kind of reminiscent of the Christmas Carol in that sense. He's got the uh, top hat on, obviously, and the, and the get up. Some people are saying the artful Dodger. Some people, like yourself, said Tom Baker's Doctor Who. Tom Baker, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it looks promising. From what I've seen online as well, people are excited by it. A lot of people that seem to be fans of the book, the Roald Dahl book, are quite interested to see Chalamet play this part because they're hoping that it's going to be quite close to the uh, character on the page. I think our opposition has been about it being like, it's another sequel, it's another remake. It's like this constant. I think if if Johnny Depp hadn't have played him a few years ago, then maybe it would be like, okay, well, they've brought Willy Wonka back. It's been a long time. It's been a long, long time. But because Depp did the Tim Burton one a few years ago, 
it's kind of like Willy Wonka again, really. Um, you know, I'm not totally against it. I'll give it a chance at the time. Uh, but for me, Willy Wonka will always be Gene Wilder. So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. If you're watching us on YouTube, you should also know that you can listen to us on any of the audio platforms. So if you haven't got time to sit down and watch us, you can take us with you in your pocket and have a little listen that way. There is a link in the description below. Absolutely. And just some time to talk about some of the stuff we've released this week. Um, so we've put out our latest reaction video. Uh, we're reacting to the trailer for Operation Mincemeat, a new World War II movie that's coming out next year. The link to that is in the description down below. We also have written an article, our top nine movies inspired by video games. So you can also check that out on our website, moremovies.co.uk. Again, the link is in the description here below. And our latest review is up from Greg here on the YouTube channel of Free Guy. Um, this came second on the poll on Patreon, so Greg thought he would review it. Um, so that's up here on YouTube and, of course, on our website. The link is in the description down below. That gives us enough time to thank all of our supporters on Patreon and on Buy Me A Coffee. If you fancy supporting us and buying us a coffee, then the link's in the description below. If you want to become a pledge on Patreon, then again, the link to our Patreon profile is in the description here below. And we've just set up a Discord server where you can join us to chat about films, both spoiler and non-spoiler, see all our latest stuff. So if you're on Discord and that's where you like to hang out, make sure to hop onto our server and say hello. The link is in the description down below. And remember to join us on social media. That's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all across the board, at More Movies For You, where you can see something like the movie of the day. Today's movie of the day is the hilarious I'm Gonna Get You Sucker from 1988, which is a tribute to the soul cinema and black exploitation films of the 70s. It was directed by Keenan Ivory Wayans, who also stars alongside his siblings Damon, Marlon, Kim, and Nadia. This ace action comedy also features veterans Bernie Casey, Jim Brown, Isaac Hayes, Antonio Fargus, and John Vernon. The over-the-top antics and uproarious physical comedy will have you falling off the couch with laughter. Thanks very much to my good friend Movie Miyagi in America for sending this one across the water to us so we could all have a good laugh at it here in Old Blighty. You know what I mean, brother? <laughs> well, actually, I don't. You know, I didn't grow up around blacks. I'll see you on the next one for another movie of the day. And until then, be cool, sucker. And there we go, my friend. That is More Movies Weekly number 28. This is the end of the show. I want to say thank you very much for joining us. Hopefully you'll come back next week and join us for number 29. If it's the first time you're joining us, don't forget to subscribe to the channel here. And don't forget, take care of yourselves and keep watching more movies. Well, that's it for this video. Please leave us a comment and let us know what you thought. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe right here on YouTube. To check out more of our articles and reviews, check out our website, moremovies.co.uk. And why not join us on social media? That's uh, at More Movies for you across the board. You know the score. And if you'd like to support us, consider buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com or you can become a More Movies patron over on patreon.com. All the links are in the description below. And to check out more of our filmtastic videos, click one of the buttons on screen now.